Miss Wilde was our neighbour on the right when I was growing up. She always seemed very old to me and looked like Mother Teresa on stilts. Sometimes I'd watch her from my back bedroom window, ambling around her backyard, struggling to rotate wet washing through a big Victorian mangle. A spinster, an ex-baker, she'd occasionally make us a family apple pie, which my mum would graciously accept, then scrape straight into the kitchen bin. That's a bit tight, I'd whinge, gutted to see my favourite pudding disappearing into the bin bag. I was just warming up my custard. I know, she said, shaking her head sympathetically. I feel bad, but we just don't know if her apples are ripe. She's not even Irish. There was a power cut once, and my mum went round to see if she was all right. Are you okay? she asked. There's been a power cut. Then Miss Wilde said, Well, I thought there'd been a power cut, but then the bus went past with its lights on. You couldn't write it. Well, saying that, I just did. The main thing that sticks in my mind about Miss Wilde was that she was hard of hearing and would watch TV with the volume turned up full blast. It was so loud that it was easier for us to watch our TV with her sound through the wall. If she changed channel, so did we. And it was pointless banging on the wall because she couldn't hear us. When she died, we got her big old wooden case TV. So we went to being a two TV family. Very posh. Mind you, her TV was out the arc. Used to take about ten minutes to warm up from a little tiny dot in the middle of the screen and then eventually, if we were lucky, would slowly get a full picture. Usually my dad had to slap the side of the TV with the palm of his hand. It had then either turned magenta or light green. But hey, it were a free TV. The one thing I did love about it, I remember this, is it, it had these huge buttons that would leave an imprint on your finger when you pushed them to change channel. And there were only four. They had written on them BBC One, BBC Two, ITV. And then there was a fourth one that was just a star. Channel Four was the stuff dreams were made of in 1977. And if we'd known they'd be producing shite like Naked Attraction one day, it probably still would be. And the great thing about these big buttons was that if you twizzled them left or right, you could tune the TV into other channels. I could get a visual haze of HTV or Yorkshire television. I used to think that was amazing. It was like early sky. I shout to my dad, look, it's Yorkshire TV. He said, what, what, what am I looking at? I can't see anything. The picture was ghostly, in fact it was crap, but it felt like it was contraband and made it all the more thrilling to me. It was a bit like having a CB radio, which was all the rage at the time. Everyone had one. Well, everyone except us. My dad wouldn't let us have a CB as he interfered with the picture on the TV. I remember Craig Newton down the road, he had a 40-foot aerial sneakily hidden up the side of a lamppost, and when he was giving it the old breaker, breaker, 10 a good buddy, which never sounded great in a Bolton accent, we could hear every word over rising damp or winner takes all, and the picture on the TV had vibrated in sync with Craig's voice. My dad would go apeshit and go off wandering down the street trying to tear down his aerial. I'll tell you another story about CB radios. Years later, I were in Yorkshire and a taxi driver told me that he used to drive lorries and work with Peter Sutcliffe, Peter Sutcliffe being the Yorkshire Ripper, and apparently Sutcliffe's CB handle was Timberwolf. The driver said, Aye, we were gutted when we found out that Timberwolf was Thripper. That's what he said in his thick accent. <laughs>